you prefer to sleep in, then you are not hearing this right now. For the rest of us, Paul W. Smith is here at 6. And this is the Pre-W. Smith Show with Jeff Sloan on 760 WJR. Welcome back to the Pre-W. Smith Show. You know, one of the major threats facing small businesses today is what's known as cyber threats. Those are threats delivered typically digitally, online, for example, which can result in really catastrophic consequences if your business gets hit. And therefore, ensuring good cybersecurity protection has become just essential for businesses these days. Now, cybersecurity attacks across the U.S. cost billions to U.S. businesses. And interestingly, small businesses have become a target of choice now for the bad guys because smaller businesses tend to lack the security infrastructure that bigger companies tend to have. Well, former governor of the state of Michigan and serial entrepreneur par excellence Rick Snyder is taking on the bad guys with his new startup company known as Sensai. And he's joining us this morning to tell us about his new company and to provide some insight and tips on how we can best protect our small businesses. Governor, welcome. Well, it's great to see you again, Jeff, and talk to you again. It's it been is. a long time. Yeah, we go back to the, the 20 years ago. It has been about 20 years, but it's been amazing watching your career and all of your success. No surprise, knowing you the way that I do, that you've achieved what you have. So, Governor, tell us about your new company, Sensai, what it does, who it's intended for, and perhaps a few tips as well on how we can best protect our small businesses. Yeah, Sensai is short for Sensible Cyber, and it's a passion of mine, and it has been a passion for a long time because I've been fortunate. You know, I'm a proud nerd. So if you go back to my (laughs) gateway days, I got into technology, venture capital at the state. I made sure we're the best state government in the nation for cybersecurity. Because I view it as one of these things. I've been a wonderful beneficiary of so many of these technologies, this connected world. But you also have to be really responsible about the dark side of it, the downside of it, the ugly side of it, which is cyber attacks. So one of the things I focused in on was how do you actually be responsible on that front? So after I was done being governor, uh, just about a year ago or so, I I ran across some other old colleagues that had known between 10 and 20 years, and they were working on this concept of doing a cybersecurity company. And I was fortunate enough to join with them, and they're great people, and it's that old thing. I'm 60-something. There's no reason you can't do a startup. So I'm passionate about this because I view it as not just a good business opportunity, but as a way to continue to help people just in a different context. Because the number one threat in the world, according to a number of huge risk management organizations, when they did a study, they actually found cybersecurity came in higher than COVID, believe it or not, Wow! as what was being perceived as the greatest risks to uh, society. Yeah, great risk to society. You know, typically as small business owners, though, you know, we tend to think that cybersecurity is an issue for bigger companies, big corporations. Those are the ones getting hit with the ransomware attacks and the really ugly phishing attacks and all the rest of it. But it's become a a small business issue in a critical way. And of course, at the small business level, if you get a ransomware attack or you lose your data or your website's taken down, whatever it may be, these things can be draconian at the small business level, do or die. Yeah. So that's why I got so excited about this, because you said it in many respects. If you looked at the cybersecurity world, there's a lot of cool cybersecurity companies that have been created over the last five, 10 years. There are a lot of venture capital that's gone in the field, but they all tend to be techie companies. They tend to be technology solutions that are geared towards these larger organizations, large and medium-sized organizations. 
And so the small organizations have sort of been left out of this equation. The way I define it, and there's legal definitions of small versus large the government has, but I really define it as, do you have sophisticated IT resources that would know how to go out, make a selection of a cybersecurity tool, implement it, and use it, and use multiple tools? If you're not in that category, and most organizations are not, there wasn't anything really to help you, very little out there helping you. There are some good main service providers, but we're 100% cybersecurity, and our focus is not doing those larger organizations, but how can we be like the virtual cybersecurity officer for these smaller organizations that need it translated into plain language? Yeah, so tell us how it works. I'm a small business you know, I'm aware now, okay, I buy into, you know, the scary nature of what these threats could mean to me. How do I work with your firm, Sensei? One of the first things we do is we give you a Sensei score. So we give you something like your FICO score for your credit. We do a Sensei score on a thousand point scale to sort of benchmark it. It's a proprietary algorithm we built, but it's, it's a good indicator of your cyber health. And so we help tell you where you're at. And then we do a cyber health plan for you off of that about how to bring those points out. The average small business will probably score three, 400. They should be seven or 800 if they want to be reasonably safe. And attacks on small business, as you mentioned earlier, Jeff, have gone through the roof. They went over 400% last right, year. Right, Successful attacks. Right. So we give you a health plan. We stay in touch with you. We do training for you. We do phishing exercises with you. We do scanning on you. We look on the dark web for you. We do alerts. We do executive briefings. We do this whole wraparound service that if people tried to buy all these things separately, it cost them a lot of money. And we do it for a simple monthly fee of anywhere from $750 to $1,500 a month, depending on how big you are. And it's absolutely needed. I mean, the, the people that are missing some major pieces, there's probably less than 10% of small organizations that are doing some of the basic things they should be doing. Yeah. And are you here to tell me that my malware software that I bought for $34 isn't going to cut it every month? <laughs> <laughs> well, a big thing we tell people, and again, this gets back to people tend to think techie stuff when they do this. Like, again, you talked about software, but 88 to 90% of cyber breaches are caused by human error. The issue typically isn't just technology. It's educating people in the organization, the employees. It's about having an active cyber culture, understanding it will never be the top priority. I mean, if you're in an organization, you have to do your main purpose. But if you want to sleep at night, uh, you need to take care of cybersecurity, and it needs to be elevated in the mindset of people. The issue is not going to get better or easier. It's only going to continue to get worse. I sort of describe it as a chronic condition. It's sort of like having diabetes in some way. Right. If you're a diabetic, if you do your insulin and you do your diet right, you can live a good life. Cybersecurity is like that. It's never going to go away. But if you do good cyber health practices, if your people are trained the right way, if they're aware of things, if you do some basic tools, you can live a good life and be relatively safe. So it's very much similar to that. So we've built something that's 30 to 40 interactive questions. And I say 30 to 40 because depending on how you answer, you may have another question or two. It collects over 100 data points. And then if you look at our team, we have literally well over 100 years cyber experience. And so we weight those questions and those answers and where those data points are, and we come back and give you a score. And again, I mentioned the range on the score, but a great illustration is, is we just got a recent client and uh, they came in at 16 as a score. The score really makes it real for you. It makes something tangible. Because as you said, if I just said you need cyber help, you're going to go, 
What does that mean to me? So we give you a point of reference to work off of. That's a valid reference point. Give us at a high level some of the basic points of entry for the bad guys, the weaknesses that we have as small businesses. Give us some examples of where the threats exist. Yeah, some illustrations that are great ones are uh, never reuse a password. Uh, You should have strong passwords, but don't even reuse that password. Because if you have a commerce site that got hacked, one of those credit card things, or they've got your password now, they will try that password against other accounts they find for you. And if you've used that same password, they got you. The other big one that you run across is phishing. Uh, And that's with PH, not NF. But it's those emails that all of us get that is that offer that's too good to be true or asking you for personal information. Some of these are very sophisticated, though. They are. So a lot of it is teaching people what to look out for and how to check before you click on something. And if you talk to a lot of people, they'll tell you if they've clicked on this email, they know, God, I wish I would have just waited you know, a few more seconds or I would have checked a couple things and I was just in a hurry. So I clicked that email. And I'll tell you two quick ones that are happening a lot right now that people may not have run across. One is, is job offers now. Uh, you get an email saying, hey, we've seen your background. You're really talented. Would you please apply for this well-paying job? And it may be a text coming to you. It may even be a phone message you get, or it may be online. And what they're trying to do is get your personal data, but it sounds appealing. Uh, so look out for that. The other one is DocuSign. You know, many of us now, we do these agreements. They're now spoofing DocuSign. Yes. So they'll look to say, did you have a recent real estate closing or some other document? And they'll send you one of these things saying, hey, it's great to see you closed on this and this address so it looks real, but you forgot to sign this one document. Please fill this out. Governor Rick Snyder, thanks so much for joining us on the Pre-W Smith Show this morning. I have no doubt you're going to turn Sensei into another great Michigan entrepreneurial success story and do a lot of good protecting our small businesses along the way. We're headed to a quick break. Back with more in a minute right here on the Pre-W Smith Show. Stick with us.